So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. The People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, it is the promised follow-up edition of Dynasty Trade or Dynasty Fade. This week, I did not trade last week's co-host to fade this week's co-host because they're both here. Obviously, you know, my main man, my co-host of many years, we call him the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. Welcome back to your own show, buddy. Randall, let me tell you how good it feels. And honestly, I barely made it today. I had to work and I said, I need you to punt it about a half an hour and I will try and skate out of there as quick as I can. Luckily, I got the Taylor Swift trivia off and running and I dipped out of there. That's a true story. Uh, it was packed <laughs> for the record. Uh, got out of there and I am here and now I get to talk football, which is exponentially better than uh, pandering to a bunch of Swifties. Yeah, there's worse clientele. How, how do they tip? You know, usually okay because okay. usually that, that's all they're, they're millennials. They're millennials. They're not boomers. That, that no offense true. to the to the to the boomers that well, 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 for whatever reason boomers. listen here. I, I would like to think uh, I would like to think that as a proud card carrying member, not by a lot, by a couple of years, member of Generation <laughs> X, like we're we're good tippers as well. At least I try to be. Uh, I, I'm uh, I've, I've always been uh, proud of that fact. But I will give you that millennials in totality are better tippers than Gen Z. and I, every, I, I, Everybody me, with a me, pulse is better than me, a tipper than boomers. That's true. Let me interject, though. My mama was a service employee, and she is a boomer, and she instilled that in me. So, And I, she is a listener of the Dynasty well, well, Warzone, well, and she will listen to this, and she will smile that we are talking to yeah. her. Hi, um, mama, hi, Mama Jerry. And of course, uh, we, we love and, you. And because she, Jerry she, she is an exquisite tipper, too. So I will give her a shout-out there. People who grow up in that industry understand the service yes. industry. And uh, that laughter and yes, you hear in the background, that's uh, producer Kevin, uh, backed by popular demand and because we promised he would be here. Uh, producer Kev, man, you ready to uh, include Jerry and in our uh, dynasty and uh, trade and fade? Of course, the man. The man, the man, the man hour, of the hour, the, man of the power. Of we miss him. He's got I would his... like to. I would like to add though about the tipping. Yeah, my mom was also a waitress for a very long time when her younger years, and uh, also instilled that me with me. Uh, so yeah, I I am, you know, on it with the uh, the tipping is very important in my household. Uh, so yeah, man, no, I totally agree. I'm also a millennial, so yeah, make sure you got to tip the servers, man. So everybody, tip tip out there. Yep, take take care of your people, and let us take care of a quick piece of business, and we'll get on. 
We'll get on with the show. Um, of course, we're streaming this on the Player Profiler YouTube channel Thursdays at 5 p.m. for the rest of the season. Hopefully, when we go back to streaming live on Sundays, it makes the life of a man named Jerry much easier. But you'll continue to find the video version of the show on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. You'll find the audio version in two places. You can find it on our podcast channel, The Dynasty Warzone. Please subscribe over there. Even if you're already subscribing to the Player Profiler podcast channels and leave reviews while you're there, it literally costs zero dollars. It costs you a couple of minutes because you got to go into your Apple app and follow the podcasts, Player Profiler and Dynasty Warzone. But we are not being hyperbolic. We'll be hyperbolic about a lot of stuff on this podcast. We're not being hyperbolic when we say how much it helps the Dynasty Warzone and player profiler and like i said it's it's free for you to help us out um show i want to promote next week uh, our boy theo griminger aka the director of content here for player profiler he's hosting a new dynasty show it's called the dynasty life and he's been doing that with guests his guest next week is going to be me so if you can't get enough of me and you want to talk more about me and with me it'll be next tuesday with theo on the Dynasty Life podcast, and uh, let's hear a quick word from one of our fine sponsors, and we'll start talking trades and fades. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate, and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five. Six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Well, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota is going to be in comeback mode. So we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than. Madison, less than. But also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, And you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 Underdog matches that deposit up to a hundred bucks with promo code Underworld. Go start picking. Do like me some Underdog and uh, do like me some Jerry and Kevin. Are you guys ready to get into a little segment known as Good People Bad Tweets? Fire Always. away. All right, so I, say, I, I like how they nod on an audio podcast. I mean, the the the, the podcast. Well, in my it. defense, I am looking at all of your faces, and sometimes I forget that you guys listening are all lucky enough to not see mine. Fair, yeah, fair. We, 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 can well. we can totally live with that. But let's get into this tweet. Now, this is not a football tweet, so if you want to hit the fast-forward button four or five times and come back in like three to five minutes, cool. Because we're going to talk about what I... I thought was the biggest sports news because it was the biggest North American sports contract of all time. It's Shohei Otani related. It's baseball related, but it's sports related. We all love sports. 
And uh, tonight's tweeting offender, he's a good person. I followed him for years, but this is a bad tweet, is Carter Donick, and he's at Donick one And uh, he said, Soto a Yankee, that's Juan Soto for you non-baseball aficionados, traded from the Padres to the Yankees, but Soto a Yankee, Shohei a Dodger, this is why baseball sucks, man. Install some sort of cap, which they do, and force the owners to be less cheap. They won't. And it's just so tired seeing the same teams benefiting over and over and over and over. And I'll add an and over. Um, Jerry, you're not a baseball fan. What do you think about the Shohei Otani and, and to a lesser degree, Juan Soto going to the Yankees? Do you think there's a star issue in baseball where there's this un because of the lack of a true salary cap like the NFL that the, these big payroll teams have this huge advantage I mean it, they probably do also it's ironic that I'm literally wearing a baseball team's hat while <laughs> so we, while we <laughs> yeah I saw Kevin's face that's why I figured I would address it it's the old English D buddy that's what matters yeah I, I mean the the Tigers you know I'm wearing a Tigers hat their biggest issue with having a superstar is they've had a superstar for the last 12 years or however long it's been 15 years, but his English isn't great. So it's, it's tough to make somebody like Miguel Cabrera, a superstar like that. My issue with his tweet is there's a bazillion reasons why baseball sucks. No offense, Randy. I know you are a baseball guy. The, the most egregious thing to go on a little sidebar is that the fields are different sizes in what fucking world is that a good idea? How can we not have a standardized size field for a professional game? But anyway, here's my issue with Otani's contract. Absolutely nothing. I think everybody is pissed off that their organization didn't do exactly that. And then this man is going to hold off on most of his money, probably so he doesn't have to pay taxes or whatever else it is. But my own slight conspiracy theory is that he wanted ownership rights in whichever team he was going to be with. And the best way to do that is at the end of the... Because you can't be in the players' union and be a player if you have ownership in a team. So the best way to do that is to just have a big, fat chunk of money at the end. So he's going to take $2 million a year because he's stupid rich. He'll be fine. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, the dude is Babe Ruth. He's honestly better than Babe Ruth. And at the end of the end of his contract, he's going to have $680 million, and they're going to go, here you have X ownership in the L.A. Dodgers. Brilliant move. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry they were playing checkers and you were picking your nose. That That is the, the I've, I've not heard that theory, but that's actually really smart. Check out the big Michigan State educated brain on Jerry. Kev, you're a fellow baseball fan, season ticket holder to the Phils. What are yes. your thoughts? Because the, the the Phillies themselves aren't afraid to spend a couple bucks. No. So it's tough. I, I will say when I first heard about the deferral, I was like, man, this is kind of lame because now it's just like, okay, this opens an avenue where basically, okay, he's taking a deferral because he makes a ton of money and because when he takes that pay cut, basically they can add more players. So to me, I was like, for a second until I realized kind of why, but I was like, this is just kind of, I wasn't a fan of it, but honestly, it's a genius move by Otani. Um, I, I get it, man. It is always, but truthfully, baseball's always been that way. Uh, but you say that as the Arizona Diamondbacks who are a small market and really do not have that high of a payroll. I think the, 
you know, speaking of the Phils, uh, who they beat in the NLCS, I think they had a third of the payroll. So, I mean, it it doesn't always matter with payroll. I mean, the, the offseason is always going to be the big teams in baseball. That's just how it is. It's always going to be the Yankees, Dodgers, Mets, Phillies, Red Sox, etc., uh, it's just, this is the way it is, man. But like when the games had, like the Orioles had the best record in baseball for most of the season. I think they finished with the best record and had one of the lowest payrolls. So I mean, it happens. So like, no, this is just a bad take because we can never crown it's, the off season champs. You can't crown season champs as a thing in football too. Just because they made some crazy splashy moves. I saw a tweet that said the Dodgers going to win 130 games and then lose to the Reds in the NLDS, and it'll just be like the same thing over and over again. But, yeah, that's my take on that. Uh, I, I, I do like that. And, and to tie it back to football, this is what everybody said all offseason about Philadelphia. Right. Oh, how we play in chess. Everybody else play in checkers. He's so smart. It doesn't always work that way. And in baseball right now, I'm looking at Spotrack. I'm looking at the highest 2023, the season that just ended payrolls. New York Mets, the highest payroll by almost $65 million, didn't make the playoffs. New York Yankees, the second highest, didn't make the playoffs. The Padres, third highest, didn't make the playoffs. Rangers were fourth. They won the World Series. Phillies, fifth. They made it to the, 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 the uh, NLDS, or NLCS, excuse me. Um, the Dodgers lost in the first round. Houston lost in the first round. The um, Blue Jays, I don't know if they made it or not. The Braves. They lost the wild card. The Braves lost in, in, in the wild card. I'm sorry, and the Braves lost in the first round. Cubs didn't make it. Giants didn't make it. Red Sox didn't make it. Right. The, the, this is an antiquated mindset. That's why it's a bad tweet for me. The game has evolved. You no longer buy championships in MLB. It's not the Yankees of the late 2000s, or excuse me, the late 90s, early 2000s with Jeter and those guys. Because the game of baseball has grown so much, not only internationally, but here in the States. And there's so much talent. And you just can't buy it all. And then when you have a team like in your own division with the Orioles, who it's kind of like a dynasty roster, to be quite honest. You, yeah. you, you, you've turned all those, you know, first round picks into this treasure trove of young talent and the Braves have done this and the Astros have done this. This is why this is a bad tweet. If, if, if your, if your take is that, Hey, it always keeps the superstars in the same market. That's fair, but it doesn't change anything about the competitive balance of the league. Uh, Jerry, I love, I love L O V E love your take that, Hey, at the end of this, he's owed 680 million. And if the franchise is worth, let's say it's worth $6.8 billion, we'll give you 10% you know, ownership stake. It, you know, you go to an ownership I, I, group just, with, 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 with a Magic Johnson and a bunch of other people. You, you know, you have your maybe your first Asian, you know, former player minority owner. I mean, it's just like there's so many things that it could tie back to in a positive way that I think that's really strong. It just seems like it was a big bargaining chip that I'm guessing he was trying to play. I would like Could to be. be part owner of whatever team. And that, and, and once he deferred it, it sort of just hit me with the, the JFK assassination conspiracy theories and the moon landing. And the, I don't know. I went down a rabbit hole and it's, I've convinced myself, but I heard the, the, uh, the ownership thing is a very real possibility. That's mm -hmm. a, that's, I, that's I had not, thing. I had not heard that, yeah. but it, it, it does make sense. Uh, we will move on. Maybe, Maybe Shohei got that idea from Caleb Williams. Tie it right back to football again. You know, Caleb Williams said he wanted 
Maybe he, wanted, he, had, uh, he, maybe he has maybe. more legs to stand on than than Caleb does. But <laughs> maybe Shohei is showing us the way. Anyway, that's good people. That's bad tweets. Thank you so much for tolerating a little bit of baseball. Um, let's give this one let, let, for just for for grins. Where's Dana White? <laughs> Federal prison. There he is. Federal fucking prison. If you're that fucking stupid and somebody else wants to do it, knock yourself out. There's not enough money in it. Well, there's enough money in it if your name's Shohei Otani, but let's get into uh, the second part of our Dynasty Trades and Dynasty Fades. Had a lot of fun last week. Um, Jerry, we're just going to throw you right to the fire. So um, we, we lost more quarterbacks. Yeah. Potentially lost C.J. Stroud for the week. Potentially, uh, we'll definitely have lost Justin Perfect. Herbert. You know, I want you guys to remember this. I want all you ladies and gentlemen who listen to the Dynasty Wars, I want you guys to remember this. If you're driving, you got to remember it. If you're at your office, write it down, take a note. Next year, when you're bitching about the late hit defensive, you know, you know, quarterback penalties and, oh, put a skirt on them and blah, 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 blah. I want you to remember that in week 15, you watched Aiden O'Connell do battle with Easton Stick on Thursday night football. Oh, then on man. Saturday, oh, Saturday games, you know, every year around Christmas, college football is over. You know what? I cannot wait to watch Nick Mullins do battle with Jake Browning. Or here in my hometown where I live, we can watch Gardner Minshew versus Mitch the Truth Trubisky. Nobody wants that. At least in the nightcap, we get golf versus Russell Wilson, and that's a treat. Yeah, well, I mean, golf's been a oh, – he turned into a pumpkin, but compared to those other names, yeah. You, but, but you see oh, where man. I'm going. But that takes us right yeah. to my first name on the list, and that's Baker Mayfield. I don't know what the future of a man named Baker looks like in Tampa Bay, but you know, on the season, he's been solid. So I'll start with you, Jerry. Is Baker a guy that you you would make a dynasty trade, or even in spite of some bad situations, is he a dynasty fade? I think he is. I think he's probably a trade. I think he's going to get a spot, and I think he's done good enough. And the one thing that makes me really like wherever he decides to end up being is that he finds his best guy, and he just. He goes absolutely nuts. Now, anybody that had Mike Evans knows that was not true this week because he had one catch for eight yards, and if you were relying on him to make it into the playoffs, you're a sad, crying, depressed ball in the corner, Jerry, looking at you. But he's, <laughs> I mean, he 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 has honestly resurged that man's prospects, which was great. I, Randy, how many names did you just name that we did not think we were going to talk about at all this year? Uh, I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, that was half a dozen guys, and there's 60. been other. We we still got the Tommy DeVitos, and we got a whole bunch of other guys, hey, too. Hey, hey, I won't hear you speak <laughs> bad of Tommy DeVito on this podcast. Uh, I hear you. I don't listen. Don't put me on the hit list. But I just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think Baker's going to be better than all of them. I, I, I think he has shown some good things. Now, he still poops his pants from time to time, metaphorically speaking, hopefully not literally. But it, I just, I really do think he's going to end up with an opportunity. I mean, he's 20 and eight this year. He'll probably get to 25 and 10, 26 and 11. 
I think that's good enough for him to get a spot somewhere. I I, I like that. Kev, you got anything to add on uh, on Baker? Uh, he's been very good, honestly. So, uh, kind of what we were talking about last week. It's not pretty, but like honestly, if you're looking at the quarterback fifteen right now with the landscape of the quarterback market, it's it's a slam dunk. I mean, I'm looking at names: uh, Bailey Zappi, uh, Devito, um, Minshew, Flacco, Zach Wilson. Uh, Ritter's been horrific. Carter's been or uh, Derek Carr's been horrific. Uh, Geno Smith hasn't even been good. I mean, so oh, who are you bad. playing in these super flex, flex leagues? Um, you know, I'm looking at a team. One of my main teams has Dak and Lamar. Uh, I'm thrilled to still have two healthy top, you know, QB one guys. Like I, I kind of hit the lottery on that. Like uh, most teams you're facing in these playoffs are not going to have that. So like, you're definitely happy to start a guy like Baker. So no, I definitely a trade for sure. And I agree with you as well because these, I mean, the quarterback situation in the NFL is bleak. I mean, we're all excited yeah. for Caleb Williams. I've been told he's generational. He's the second generational quarterback of this generation, which in and of itself seems like a bit of hyperbole. Because if you want to be technical, John Elway was the quarterback of the generation of the boomers. He was the generational prospect and then Peyton Manning Peyton Manning was the generational prospect of generation X okay so with me so far Andrew Luck was the generational quarterback of the millennials Jerry Kev have I missed anyone so far nope nope okay just just checking and then it was Trevor Lawrence beautiful hair tougher than a Waffle House pork chop this guy he was the generational quarterback of the Gen Z because anyone younger than like 26 and a half is Generation Z, Gen Z. So how can Caleb Williams be the next quarterback of a generation and be generational when we've already done that? Anyway, so but we're going to have Caleb Williams come in. Uh, we're going to uh, we're going to have Drake May. The, the young man who just uh, took the Heisman, went to LSU, transferred. Jaden Daniels. Thank you, Jaden Daniels. I think he's going to be overdrafted just based on the hype. He kind of feels like based, he's Based on Anthony system. Richardson, he's going to be overdrafted. Yeah, uh, 100%. Well, we'll see what kind of athlete he is. Yeah. But my point is, is, in spite of all those names, there's like 16 teams that need a quarterback or will be interested in the quarterback. I don't think for one second that like teams like Seattle – won't be looking for a quarterback. You know, teams that quote-unquote have somebody, the Texans may kick the tires. I think Will Levis, I think that win the other day, did a long way toward helping him, but they may take a peek. You know, the Atlanta Falcons are going to finish with a good enough record how they may win the division. So could Tampa Bay, that they're not going to get one of these top three or four rookies. So what's that mean? A guy like Baker Mayfield is going to keep his job. And he's probably going to stay in Tampa Bay another year. Or if he doesn't, Baker Mayfield's a lot like Carson Wentz, except people like him. Fantasy gamers like him. Commercial ad execs like him. Football coaches like him. And whether we think he's kind of a tool bag or not, it doesn't matter. His teammates like him. And whether I like him or not, apparently Carson Wentz is a douchebag because no one likes him. But guys like Baker Mayfield are going to be uh, going to be a market for them. And I think guys like Sam Darnold, who signed a one-year backup deal in 
in uh, San Francisco. And guys like Carson Wentz, I think they're probably going to get jobs next year, as crazy as it is to say. So if you can get Baker cheap, what would I pay for Baker? I'm going to try real hard to give you a contender second. I think I think based on the fact that I could get two years out of Baker, you could probably hammer lock me into two seconds. I'll give you 24 and 25 because you're desperate. You know, uh, I was helping one of our patrons today, and we were having this very conversation. It's like you didn't come this far to have earned a buy and have lost Justin Herbert with two games to go. He's like, what would you pay for Jake Browning? I'm like, I'll give you my contender second. It's going to be no better. No better than the than the 209. I understand that I'm renting this guy for two games, hopefully two games in a super flex league for the what could be the 209. I understand that. I understand there's a lot of good, you know, players in the second round. But Jerry, you've how many good teams have you had in your career? All the dynasty leagues you've been in. How many good teams have you had to get to like week 14 or 15? you lose because of an injury situation like this. And you think to yourself, I'll get back here next year, but you never actually get back there next year or the year after. I have a team that won. It's one of the Patreons. I won it and I thought I was going to be set up and guess who is not in the playoffs, Randall, because shit happens and this is a mean game. And what about you uh, there, there, Kev? Yeah, same thing. I mean, it, it's just like bad luck. It just like you look at it's crazy sometimes when you look at week one. You're just like, even say week four, you're like, man, this team of mine or your opponent is like freaking stack. And by the time week 11, week 12 comes around, it is the absolute other end. And they're like the sixth place or you're the sixth place team. It happens every year. Um, in my main dynasty league, actually, this guy was like running away with it. And then all of a sudden, like he's he's barely making the playoffs. And it's just like, man, it looks so different. Um, it's crazy how much can change over a season and how we like our predetermined rankings in our own heads and stuff from week one can just change like <laughs> over the course of a season, like with injuries or just people underperforming and all that stuff. So no, hundred percent. Yeah. And the one thing going back to Baker and then we'll move on to the next guy on our list is if we've not learned anything this year, you, you more than ever, you need that third QB, especially on your contending rosters. And this is the reason why you look at every quarterback that signs with an NFL team. You yep. know, the days, and, and you'll hear us do a lot of this in the offseason, the way that we used to do content where we just hammered and hammered and hammered and hammered at nauseum the top two rounds of rookie picks. This year, we're really going to be doing a lot more deep diving and trying to have it understand who those guys will be drafting in rounds three through five. Because by the time we get to, what, Jerry, the middle of April, we'll have a pretty good handle of who's 1 through 24. 100%. But we found there's a lot of value pockets in the rounds of, you know, picks 25 through 60 that can can really help you as a franchise. So I don't mind Baker. Go ahead, Kev. Just real quick before we move away from quarterbacks, something I've been personally doing is actually, like, rostering the backup quarterbacks even if it's like cooper rush like because i know in my brain that i'm going to spend a lot of fab probably especially with the landscape of the quarterback market on 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 his backup so i'm like you know what i'll just kill a roster space it sucks uh but like i have tyler huntley as well for lamar um i just been i've been just store like hoarding their backups just because i feel marcus like mariota the land yeah, I have him as well for the league too. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's just smart. Like you know, they're not going to produce obviously like the guy, but 
most likely it's someone you can still plug in there. So that's something I've been doing for a couple years. I guess it's gross staring at Cooper Rush at your roster all year. Like you could have some fire, but yeah, I I do the same thing, and it it is gross because it's always right at the top of your sleeper team when as soon as you hit the bench and you're yeah. just <laughs> so yeah. I I get what you're saying, but when you're in a situation and you are <laughs> needing a win and you need that quarterback. Because quarterbacks are not the only guys that are hurt, right? Everybody's hurt right now. Right. So if you have a two or three flex starting roster, you know, some sometimes you can't put a skill position in a super flex spot just because you're starting somebody that's absolutely atrocious. Right. When you like, I've got situations where I got Noah Fant going into my fourth flex spot. You know how horrible you feel. Going into a, a matchup you need to win when you got to rely on Noah Fant in 2023 and it's not 2019 anymore? Gross. Yeah, 100%. All right. Well, just a reminder we play in a lot of super flex leagues, you know, and you're carrying 25 guys. There's nothing wrong with carrying four to six quarterbacks mm -hmm. because they become currency this time of the year when people need them. Uh, let's go running back. Let's go Saquon Barkley. Um, not having his best year by any means. He missed a bunch of games early in the season with injury. Um, but since then he's, he's mostly been okay. Uh, going to be 27 and a likely free agent in the off season. I'll start with Kev this time is Saquon Barkley. Who's going to be 27 in February. Is he a dynasty trade or a dynasty fade? Obviously it is given price. I'm I'm shaking my head just because my brain tells me like how talented he is, but I just cannot not say fade. <laughs> uh, he's a fade for me. I just I don't know what it is with Saquon. I've got I don't know if it's just the past history of being burnt so much, his current situation with really not that great of a line, with him having a backup quarterback, or even next going into next season with Daniel Jones. How we saw Daniel Jones look this season. I just can't get myself to do it. I think it's almost like for me, I rather find another running back that's a little cheaper. That like you, even if someone's short term value, like Zach Moss, like Zach Moss could be like an RB one the rest of the year if JT is still continuously out. Like I rather just pay less for someone that this is not sexy. I guess is the word. I just feel like Saquon always has this like tax on his name where everybody's like, well, it's, it's Saquon. Cause like, you know, he was the RB one uh, week 11. He had 30 points even like he has it in him. It just, for me, just me, I, I can't, I can't play that game. So I'm a fade. Jer bear. Fade. Not because I think he's going to fall off the face of the earth. Like Todd Gurley did, or like Dalvin cook did. It's what Kevin said. The boy's name does have a tax to it. He's always going to have immense trade value just because he was. You want to talk about generational talent for dynasty assets? Guess who it was? Oh, yeah. Unanimously 101. Yeah. Yeah. There was not a single league, according to Ryan McDowell, that he was involved in on my fantasy league that season that anybody else took anybody but Saquon Barkley. Wow. That's a generational prospect. And he is always going to have that insulated value because of that. And I can sell him because he's 27. He's probably going to end up on a new team, entirely new scheme. He's got some injuries. He's been good and he'll be good on whatever team he goes to. He'll get you 1200 yards, which is good. You can sell him for more than 1200 yards of value just because his name is Saquon Barkley. And he's yeah, a running back. 
which I, I'm always going to sell unless I really need somebody. That's when I'm going to acquire the running back. And it's sure as hell not going to be in the offseason. It's going to be right now. Yeah, I'm looking to go find that contender. And maybe they've lost Ramondre Stevenson. Maybe they've lost Isaiah Pacheco. Maybe they're doing it in spite of, you know, Najee Harris, boo Najee. Maybe they lost Justin Herbert, and I can convince them that he's good enough to take up your super flex spot. So you don't have to overpay for a Jake Browning or something. If that, you may be in the wrong industry. You should maybe be like, you know, selling like used cars or something. (laughs) But, but you're buying, you're buying a guy at the dynasty playoffs. He's at the Saints this week. They're number nine against the fantasy running back position. Then at the Eagles, who is number four, then against the Rams, who is number six. Not to say that Saquon Barkley can't overcome some of that, but they're getting ready to play three of the toughest teams in terms of giving up fantasy points, and you're going to trade for that. But that doesn't matter. We, we, we help both the people who are contending and rebuilding. This is an entire full-service full service show. But I am going directly to that Ramondre because it's a high ankle sprain. He's probably not coming back. They're going to win three games or whatever it is. I'm going to look at that guy. I'm going to look at, you know, these guys, you know, that that have just been struggling or hurt. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is a guy who's, you know, is playing great. He's a top whatever, four or five running back on the season. He's more than likely not going to play tomorrow night. It's a great opportunity to sell him. But yeah, I'm 100% out on at, at his cost. I mean, if they're going to, you know, they're giving him away. Sure. They're giving away. They're giving away Saquon Barkley's at the at the check stand. I'm 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 going to be all over it, but I don't think they are. Uh one more running back to throw out there for right now. I'm going back to Jer Chuba Hubbard. Dude has been on fire since the firing of Frank Reich. Uh a guy, he wasn't a generational talent. I think it was as much his college production as his name. He was a fun guy to root for coming out of Oklahoma State. But, dude, he's been getting the lion's share of the carries in Carolina. Big part of their offense. Been scoring some fantasy points. We know the list of teams that need running backs. So are you trading for or away Chuba? I'm trading for Chuba. He's not expensive. He's still under contract for one more year. That team is booty. So it, it, they're unlikely to spend tons of money on a running back when they already did for Miles Sanders, who is not it, to say the least. And he's been good, and he's been getting all of it. I, I will always take the cheap running back who's getting workload like that. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I don't think he's, I mean, he's never going to be like a difference maker. He's never going to set your roster on fire. He's He's not even going to have like a James Robinson type of year where he just is free and he gets 1400 yards, but he also doesn't cost that either. Like that's the difference between Saquon. Saquon's going to outproduce Chuba Hubbard, but you're going to pay a shitload to get Saquon and you're going to pay nickels to get Chuba Hubbard. And it's going to be even worse in the off season. Like, like at least he's scoring points right now. So you're going to have to pay up a little bit if you're going to, you want to plug him in, but no, he's I'm, I'm for him. Like and this time next year, getting rid of the man. Once he becomes an unrestricted free agent and he's got a new situation, he'll be 26. Absolutely not. But right now he's got a little bit of stability and the guy who he's in the backfield with Miles Sanders. Poop. Sorry, Jerry. I I, I am so sorry about that July version of Jerry. (laughs) Uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts on Chuba? Uh, 
Well, so my just general, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but basically I always try to stay away from running backs on horrendous teams. And, you know, this is a running back here on the worst team in football. But volume is king, man. And my man has literally had 48 carries in the last two weeks. Now, has he produced on those? Not necessarily. He's averaging <laughs> almost a little under four, four yards a carry. Um, but, I mean, he's been he's been getting volume, and I think that's going to probably continue for the rest of the season. Um, I will say, I don't know what the new coach... I always get afraid when you know a new coaching staff is coming in, and they're probably going to pick a later running back, even some cheaper guy. So this, for me, is only a trade if you are like literally in the playoffs right now and need to contend. Anything next year, I'm fading him. Uh, you know, he has not the best draft capital. He also has a guy getting paid more. Uh, I'm sure the owner at some point could be like, hey, I don't care. Miles Sanders needs carries. I don't know. There's just with running backs, it's so hard to tell uh, with stuff. And like I said, new coaching staff, sometimes they like drafting their own guys. Co coaches are weird about running backs. Um, so re new regime guys usually are always kind of weird. Anyway, like I said, I'm a trade if you're currently uh, in the playoffs. But that's it. All right. Well, in honor of Tommy DeVito, we're not going to trade for or away Tommy DeVito, but uh, in honor of Tommy DeVito. Let me tell you a couple of three things. Let me tell you a couple of three things as it relates to our friend Chuba Hubbard. And that is, I think he's a buy because I think you're buying the next 20 games of his career. I do think he's the starter next year, regardless of the head coach, because you mentioned it. The team is bad. They'll have a new head coach. That is a reason for some pessimism but they can't go out and splash around in the free agency pool because they did last year with Miles Sanders. They're just going to flip the roles, at least for 2024. Um, you're right. They'll probably bring in a fourth or a fifth round guy. Maybe they bring in somebody cheap. But if, if you got burnt in the free, it's like if you got burnt on Tinder. I know we're all married, but if you got burnt on Tinder, are you going right back there to try again? I mean, maybe some people are, right. but, 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 but maybe you don't. And, and as, you know, as a team that just got burned with Miles Sanders on an expensive free agent deal, do you just try to get one more year out of him, keep this rotation going, and really just drive it from there? I think he's he's basically – I think he sees this as an audition and that he's fighting for his job. And I will love – mark this down, December 13th. Well, you're, you're listening on the 14th. December 14th, 2023. In this offseason, your boy Memphis is going to love Chuba Hubbard. I'm going to love him. I'll love him for you guys that play best ball. I'll love him in seasonal leagues. I will love him. Why? Because he'll be a 25-year-old running back in his absolute super physical peak, sharing a backfield with a guy who is washed like laundry, will get all the carries and barring injury. He will be the guy that could come out of nowhere like a Raheem Mostert and just absolutely smash for your dynasty teams next year. This is the kind of guy not only do I want to use now because he's got a good schedule. Week 15, not great. The Falcons are good against the rush. Second fewest fantasy points allowed to the RB. But then he gets the 22nd ranked Packers and the 18th ranked Jags. So he's got, if you get to the, the championship semifinal rounds, he's a guy that could... Uh, could, could do some damage for you. So I like Chuba Hubbard not only for the rest of this year and next year. Kevin, did I did I convince you otherwise? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good argument, but no, I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just not in on You're Chuba just out honestly. because you're out. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. All right. Well, let's let's move to a a wide receiver and a guy that I like. And again, I think I'm going to like him for another year. And that's Cortland Sutton. Currently the wide receiver, I believe it's 21. Not yeah. set, not setting the world on fire. Just solid. 10 touchdowns. I, I, I think Jerry Judy's the guy who leaves. If I remember correctly, he's a free agent. Uh, clearly does not seem to be part of Sean Payton's game plan. Uh, I am, if, 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 if there's not been any drumbeat for Cortland Sutton, he's still quote unquote young enough. He's 28, will be 29. He has a couple of good years left in front of him. And as far as wide receiver, like he makes like 15, 16 million bucks a year, but that's very reasonable considering that a guy like T Higgins and probably Jerry Judy are going to get that or more. This is going to sound bad, but throw their contracts in the uh, SPO track or over the cap. Cortland Sutton makes Hunter Renfro money. Wow. Yes, that is a thing. Hunter Renfro is making 17 million bucks. Wow. So I think I, I just so I don't think there's a chance of them cutting him. Uh, I do think Marvin Mims is, is a screaming buy, but if you're looking for points, you're looking for production. I don't mind you taking a, a stab at Cortland Sutton. What am I paying? I'm going to offer that same 209. Hey, I need a wide receiver. Maybe you had Tyreek Hill. He's banged up. Um, I don't mind offering a late second for Cortland Sutton. Jerry, you look like either A, you think I'm an idiot, or B, <laughs> like you, uh, you're, you're passing gas. Could be no, both. The, the Davis family is. Imagine looking at the <laughs> at the at the the opus of what Hunter Renfro has done and deciding to give him seventeen million dollars. Like he's fine. Like he's okay. He's an NFL wide receiver, but my God, imagine so doing that. That's, yeah, slot like, guys that, are a dime a just, dozen. That's, Shifty. That's wild. That's Chris absolutely wild. This, <laughs> I see what you guys are doing. Um, I like Cortland Sutton. I think I'm probably trading for him, but it depends. How much is he costing? Because I feel like he's sort of been a guy that we've talked about since he was a prospect. And he struggled a little bit in the little bit of resurgence. I think his value has ticked up a little bit. So I honestly don't know what I would pay for him. But he is going to be there because Jerry Judy's a free agent after next year. They're, and Cortland Sutton will still be under contract. They're not going to pay two of them $37 million between the two of them. And Tim Patrick oh. makes good coin. And, and, and Russell Wilson has been good enough. The defense has been very good. So they're, they're, in the thick of the playoff race. And if they can continue to grow with Sean Payton, they should still be in that win now window throughout the remainder of his contract, which means they're probably going to want to keep him, which goes through 2025. He'll be 30. It, it, it seems like Cortland Sutton is going to be around for a couple of more years, which makes me want to say that he's absolutely a buy. Plus he's been the productive guy in that offense. It just depends what he costs, I think. And I know that's a bit of a cop-out of an answer, but dude's been good enough for sure. What about you there, Kevin? So, no, I totally agree. He's a he's a buy for sure. I, I will say, as I was kind of looking this over, I'm like, I can just picture the, the manager being like, look, no, he's been really solid. Like, no, I, I really don't want to give him up. So I can see maybe if someone's had him for years and they're like, you know what? He's been horrific for years. Like, I'm over this. Let's finally sell high. So maybe if they think they're doing that, 
I just see some, Russ and him finally gelling, and he's been just absolutely locked and loaded to throw him in the lineup every single week except one week this year. Uh, I mean, so if you're a multiple flex league, you know, like a start 10 or whatever, you're going to be happy as crap to, to have him in your lineup. I mean, he, you know, he's not setting the world on fire, but he's, you know, you're at least getting nine to 12 to 13, you know, PPR points every week. You can't beat that from like your, you know, second, third, fourth flex or whatever. Uh, so to me, that's a definitely a buy. Um, like I said, it's, it's not crazy. I remember someone said in the, in the dynasty wars on Patreon, uh, our group chat was saying that if you bet the, uh, did you guys see that? Where it was like, if you actually bet on the touchdowns for Cortland Sutton, you would like, it was like yeah, $5 was or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it might've been doubt. Yeah. So if you bet $5, you would have been up like $500, something crazy. Uh, so yeah, he would have hit that. So he, he's been very solid and I, I don't see why that wouldn't continue. They got Detroit, New England, uh, and the chargers, uh, it's pretty good solid end of the schedule. They, they've been good. They've been kind of winning games and, and Russ is passing. So yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I, I, I am firmly in the buy of Cortland yeah. Sutton. I, I bought him on a couple of contenders. I've got a matchup this weekend. I would love for him to rock Jerry's lion's world and, and, and help me out. Another guy, uh, having a career year, so that's going to make him expensive. Yeah. But maybe maybe you're wanting to move like a younger underperformer. You know, as a rebuilder and, and as, a, as a contender, I love buying this guy because of his age. And that's DJ Moore. DJ Moore is currently the wide receiver seven. But DJ Moore and Cortland Sutton were in the tra- same draft class. Cortland Sutton is going to be 29 this offseason. Jerry, by, by now that what you know, how old is DJ Moore going to be this offseason? Going into what will be his seventh year, how old will Mr. Moore be? Well, you're setting me up to make me think he's like 27. That's but exactly, I, I didn't know that before. You, yes, he, he will only be going into his age 27 season. He's That's technically right at the absolute apex of a wide receiver. And it's been a hotly debated topic on Twitter the last couple of days. About do the Bears take the one oh you know the one oh one and, and use it on Caleb Williams or do they keep Justin Fields? As a DJ Moore GM in Dynasty, it doesn't matter because Justin Fields hyper targets him. And if for some reason they end up drafting, and they should draft Caleb Williams, by the way. You can't have a quarterback keep getting better. I know he's been better, but I used to work with a guy. He said at some point you have to stop getting better and just be better. And he's done it against the Lions twice and the Minnesota Vikings once, and that game wasn't very good. Hey, there's something about – I see Jerry's face. There's something about Justin Fields that just allows him to rock the Lions' world. I'm not making this up. But <laughs> anyway, regardless of that being said, whether it's Justin Fields or Caleb Williams, his quarterback's going to be good, <coughs> um, good for fantasy. And I think DJ Moore is a screaming buy. If I got to move Jalen Waddle plus a little bit to get him from a rebuilder, I'm going to do it. I don't care. Give me the 27 year old. Give me the guy who's got like three super peak years. He's already set a uh, uh, a better than average touchdowns on the year. He's got seven, and he's almost got his career av- like career average on a season. He's always averaged around 75 catches and 1,100 yards. As we speak, he's at 76 catches, 1,071 yards. So he's already right there, but he's got four games to go. We're talking about a guy that could have 13, 1,400 yards and, and eight or nine touchdowns and maybe do it on 90 catches. 
And I think that could be the norm for him. I think you're looking at a top 10, 12 point scorer. He won't be that high in in rankings or dynasty startup rankings or redraft next year. But this guy's an absolute stud. Uh, I love DJ Moore. I always have. I was very, 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 very concerned when he went to Chicago. But uh, those fantasy concerns have been squashed. Jerry, I see you nodding your head. Uh, that's because he's a buy. I mean, there's... How does the situation make his production different? He has had Justin Fields. Not, ex- I mean, he peppers him. Don't worry, but not not the best passer in the world. He's had Tyler Badgent, and he has decided to go for almost 1,100 yards in 13 games. He has seven touchdowns. Yes, he does things against the Lions, which is not ideal. It would like it. Let's say. You know, they do go with Caleb Williams and they decide to keep DJ Moore because he does have a cheap out. He's only one million against the cap next year if they decided to get rid of him. I don't think they would, especially based on the fact that he's going to be 27 years old and in his super prime and he is coming off a career year. He's a buy. He's a buy. He's a buy. He's a buy. He's a buy because he's going to end the season with 1,300 yards and probably nine touchdowns. And he's going to be going into that super prime. 100%. Absolutely a cornerstone piece that you can build around. And he's never really been a guy that I have felt that way about. Jerry is wrong. DJ Moore is a guy that I would love to have on my rosters. And I would absolutely make an effort to do it. Probably not right now, though. I think I would wait till the offseason. I think his value dips when, oh my God, think of. All the sexy rookies that are coming in. Oh, my God. We got Malik Neighbors, and we got Keon Coleman and Marvin Harrison. And guys like DJ Moore are going to fall to the wayside value-wise. And that's when I'll go get him. 100%. Like, I was like, I'm looking at a, at a draft uh, from one of my My Fantasy Leagues as we're doing the show. And uh, a guy that was going around the 110, even in Superflex drafts, was Clinton Johnston. If I can give, I don't. I don't care who the twenty twenty four one ten is. I don't. He's get been a okay though. The last couple of weeks, yeah, he showed up. Yeah, He's yeah. finally got a pulse. He got. Hey, we well, got. You know, we got some life, maybe. Hey, you know what? You, you get in where you fit in. But 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 this. I don't care how good the rookie class is. There's always going to be a Corey Coleman. There's always going to be a Jalen Rager. There's always going to be. No, no, no. Let them them learn that on their own. They all need their own lumps, bud. They got to learn it. You know, it's like, you know, Jordan Addison's been been okay. Not set the the world on fire. I mean, all of these rookie Jackson Smith and and Jigba, we were beat about the head, neck, and shoulders last year in the offseason. Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's a generational talent. Jackson Jackson Smith and Jigba is like, like, I think I can. I think I can. Jackson Smith and Jigba Jacksons. And you just kept hearing it over and over and over. And what he's given you this year is a solid eight fantasy points a game. And you know what? If I can give up that 106, that 107, that 108, that 109, that 110, and I'd really love to give up a 111 and 112 to go get a guy that I've seen produce on average 75 catches, 1,100 yards, and six touchdowns. Yeah, I'll just take that. I, 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 instead of taking the thing that could be that, I'll just take the thing that's that. I'm t- uh, we're we're four months, five months away from that 106, like Malik Neighbors, and you can get DJ Moore 100 times out of 100. 
But like and, the Peter and, Griffin and then, thing, it could be a like you could have a yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. You know, that's what it is. Malik Neighbors could be anything, even DJ Moore. <laughs> right, right, hundred percent. That's a that's a better way of putting it. That 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 is, is we we do this every single every year. year. I love right. DJ Moore. It, it's just like I've been that manager that's been frustrated with him in the years with the Panthers. So, which I you think were fair you, to be. Yeah, and and honestly, but he's always been so talented, which is why I think I just was like flag. I'm like this guy is is talented, like he's legit. And I think the Bears are finally actually using him. And, and like you said, I think Caleb probably coming in or who Drake May, who they end up going with, will help with that for sure. No, for and, and I think it's only going to go up. I'm more with Jerry with exactly like now the offseason is the time, but it, it's wheels up for DJ Moore for sure because I I think mentally. And also back, and also to say your point last week, Memphis, like with the Waddle plus or uh, Waddle for DJ Moore plus, like I think that's a phenomenal move because I think where we are all are mentally with like Dynasty, we all have the rankings memorized in our head, and we're like, well, Waddle's here, but like he's the what the wide receiver six seven this year? he's wide receiver seven in full PPR leagues this year, um, finally hitting man. So yeah, it's it's DJ Moore more wheels up. So if you go, get, I have one more guy for these guys, and we'll wrap this up and take this one in for a landing. But you have to ask yourself, what kind of dynasty gamer am I? If I'm, I'm the kind of dynasty gamer that wants to have young, sexy names. <coughs> I, 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 I want to look at this roster and think, what can it be in a couple of years? And you just enjoy paying your dues because. Most of our leagues, like our patron leagues, are ten bucks, or you know, I think there's a couple that are twenty. It's not like, you know, life changing money. It's barely a, a a combo meal at Chick fil A. You know, some of the other leagues that we're in, it's it's fifty bucks, it's a hundred bucks. You know, there's a couple of you know decent sized leagues out there. We don't play in those Theo level leagues, but fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, that's a night out with your wife. Fifty bucks is a is is a nice dinner for you and your wife. And when I mean nice, I mean like. Chilies. <laughs> if, if he's you're a, a D, if he's, you're, a, he's a classy fella. Yeah, well, I, I know. I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, not, not. A, a I know. What, I know. What with, you're with, without a drive-through. How about that? Yeah. About, like a restaurant without a drive-through. <laughs> and if you want to spend a hundred bucks, you're, you're, you're probably going to get like a nicer dinner and maybe a couple of drinks. So if, if, if you see Dynasty Fantasy Football, the way that you see a dinner with your wife is, it's fun. It's entertainment. It's a sunk cost. I'm getting enjoyment out of this 50 bucks and you just like making draft picks and never winning. That's totally cool. As a matter of fact, come play in some more leagues with me. I need more people like that in my life. That's right. That's but, 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 but if you're into winning, if you're into winning with winning players and proven talents that are just boring, consider DJ Moore just a younger version of Mike Evans who we talked about last week. He's just going to score fantasy points without being sexy. He was. He was the new hotness. Now he's old and busted. He he was the new hotness. And uh, so anyway, I, I don't want to you know belabor the point, but if you like to win, these are the kind of guys that you put on your roster that can help you win now and next year because they're going to score fantasy points, which helps you win games. Last guy I got for him. I'm going to start with Kevin. Tight end, man. Tight end's always a, a, a sweet mystery bag out there and uh, a guy that's been been been, uh, kind of on a little bit of a heater lately including two tutties last week david 
in Joku. Oh, wow. what are your thoughts on, on, on David and Joku? If you're like in that tight end premium league and, you know, or maybe you're like in a league that Jerry and I are in where you must start two tight ends. And it's like, he's a name that feels like, even though he's been, he was also, he was like from an athletic standpoint, he was pretty much like that Kyle Pitts before Kyle Pitts. True. What are first, your thoughts on rookie pick? So what are your thoughts for the way the tight end landscape goes, um, let me just say, and now he's had a million and a half quarterbacks this season. But since week seven, here is his targets in order. Nine, eight, six, nine, 15, nine, six, eight. I mean, you can't ask for more when the tight end with that. Um, I mean, Joe Flacco's clearly was peppering him last week. Uh, he had the six targets in his first. Flacco's first start was the Rams, right? This is the second with Flacco. Right. This is going into yeah. the third game. Yes, he's 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 averaged right. seven targets a game with Joey Flacco. So to me, yeah, I think it's just going to continue like that. I think with Jerome Ford and Najoku, like the, the easy targets, it seems where Flacco is going to be targeting. Um, I don't know what's in store next year. I mean, he was he was okay with with Deshaun, uh, but really kind of took off once Deshaun went out. Uh, but I mean. I don't know how much you're going to have to pay up for him. I would definitely trade for him though, because currently, like, I'm I'm playing like Isaiah Likely in the league that I lost Mark Andrews. Um, I don't feel good about. Oh, well, you got you got lucky this past week then. I definitely did. Uh, of course, I didn't start him because uh, yeah, I was scared. <laughs> yeah. God, this is a fun game. I love. I'm this playing game. the tight end roulette right now. It's 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 a, it's misery. Uh, I actually I panic trade for Dallas Goddard because uh, I'm the one seed. Uh, so I won't say panic trade, but uh. Traded for Josh Josh Downs for him. Uh, anyway, ah, yeah. So I, I mean, I thought that was a good plug and play, but yeah. Anyway, to avoid, I would be, be very comfortable. Uh, so basically, yeah, I'll be very comfortable trading for Nujoko for the rest of the season. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm 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 doing. And next it, year, he's talented I, as, as as heck. Yeah, no doubt. He's he's under contract. He's got a 19 million dollar dead cap hit. Like he's gonna be yeah. the guy. And. You know, we, we say 27 is the super prime for wide receivers. Once you get into 28, 29, 30, then you're starting to look at the tight ends. And guess who turns 28 next year? Fast. I mean, dude, dude, dude has been talented. And I, if you have not played this game for, you know, more than a couple of years, you don't know when I said that he was a first round rookie pick, pick David Njoku was a first round rookie pick. I mean, yeah. this, he, he has had that profile. Anybody that's played this game for a long time has heard the name. We didn't. He was ad nauseum that offseason. He's been relatively productive from an overall dynasty standpoint, and he's been pretty damn good as a tight end. Yes, he's a buy, and he's relatively cheap. I mean, he's not costing you Mark Andrews money. He's not costing you Hawk money. He's not costing no. you probably Trey McBride money at this point. Hell, no. not even close to Sam Laporta. I mean, for for what you're getting point wise and production wise, he's a value. He and is going to be crazy. So, th so that's a that's a trade. Yeah. There's it's almost like the tight end landscape is even better now. There's been so many more younger guys stepping up. Just everybody you just yep. named, uh, which I think you know puts him a lot higher, like lower on the the level. Which is like, you know, you're comfortable in starting him for sure. Well, I, I'm gonna we're gonna take a, a just a quick break, but I, I'm gonna ask these two guys a trivia question, and we'll see if they can get it after this. Jerry, Kevin, who were the other two rookie tight ends that were drafted 
in the 2017 rookie class in the first round? We're going to have that answer right after this. All right, so there you go. Um, you you now have been asked a trivia question. Jerry, do you know the other two rookies from the 2017 tight end class that were also drafted in the first round of the rookie drafts that year? I'm pretty sure O.J. Howard was one. That is yeah. correct. O.J. Howard is it's, one. It's the other one that I can't because I remember there being three for sure. And it's not the Hawk fan year. Oh, because he's probably is he's not even in the league anymore. Or oh, like- he, he is. I'll, I'll give you a hint. He is the current tight end three in the league in fantasy scoring. The current. I, I saw. Oh, Kevin it's in- oh, it's Evan Ingram. It's Evan Ingram. Oh, Kevin. yeah. That that, yeah. that oh is correct. Miss, yeah. Evan Ingram. Wow. Was the other so we. There's been tight end premium rookie hype going back a long time. This, it takes yeah, these guys forever, man. It, it's just like, buy, that's why I just I'm always like buy, buy, buy these guys when they're like year five, year six, year seven. Pay later, you're, man. Just your 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 when you get to your rookie draft this year, there's going to be a couple of there's there's the Bowers kid. I'm sure there'll be a right. couple other tight ends that always pop up. They always do. Yep. Th- throw that late round dart at a Jake Turd Ferguson. Throw so that late round tie, you know, that, that late round pick on a Kate Otten. You know, we laugh at Kate Otten. You know, he's the tight end 16 on the season. Listen, listen as a person that, had, like I was complaining about Mike Evans earlier, you know, I got a lot of sleeper leagues, so I get all the notifications for everything that happens. And, I, you <laughs> know, all I want to see is Baker Mayfield throws X, Y, Z to Mike Evans, and it's effing Kate Otten. All the damn time, and it, I hate seeing his name. I do, Randy. I really, <laughs> really do. Fun story about Kate Otten. So, um, I host a gambling podcast here on Player Profiler called The Juice. I stream it live on Friday nights, and it's a podcast on, on Saturday. One of my props this week was Kate Otten over two and a half receptions. He only had two. He had five targets. So, so Baker clearly likes this kid, but this is the point. You take these flyers, and, and you, you just like I'm not giving up on Noah Gray. I've had Noah Gray for for years. Travis Kelsey's finally slowing down. Yep. If and they're not going to get rid of him because they don't have anyone to replace him with. But you never know in some of these positions, especially when the scarcity gets really wild, like you were seeing at quarterback right now. Saw a trade earlier. I forgot to do the trade corner, and I forgot to do Dallas's rookie prospect. That's my B. But I, we'll, we'll end on this trade. I'll get your guys' thoughts. This is a league that Jerry and I are in. I don't know if you saw this come across the wire because you were working. But in a league, our buddy Nate, been a guest on the show, just a, just a super great dude, um, made a trade with Theo, and he traded – Justin Herbert for Zach Wilson and Brock Purdy. Now, Nate has been, this is a pretty, pretty expensive league. Um, and Nate has no quarterbacks. Like he's lost, if not Stroud and Herbert, he's lost Herbert and someone else. Like he's playing me this weekend, ironically in this league in the first round of the playoffs. And he would not have had a starting quarterback to start had he not made this move. 
So, Kevin, you said, wow, I'll give you the uh, first rider refusal on this trade. And this is Dynasty, correct? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is wow. not the redraft war zone, sir. This is the Dynasty war zone. I'm Make sorry. That clear. I, I'm, I'm not doing that. I, I just, that's crazy. I, I, I Shout out to him, but no, 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 no. I mean, sometimes you just got to take the L, and it's just like, is really trading for Zach Wilson... And I don't, I mean, Brock pretty sure, but like, is it really going to make that much of a difference to me? Uh, I think you're kind of shot with all the, your injuries. So I, my gosh, I, I would love to throw a trade calculator on that, but yeah, I'm taking that deal all day. If I'm, you said Theo is making that trade, right? Uh, yeah. Theo, uh, our boy, Theo, the Good OG for him. fantasy. That's, that's not something hey, I would do. You, you know what? Sometimes the fish jumps right into the boat. Jerry, yeah. what are your thoughts? I mean, if you plug it into a calculator, it's going to say it's dog shit. I mean, <laughs> just 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 based on you know where yeah. Justin Herbert's going in a starting or in a startup. Wow. But, I mean, Brock Purdy's been pretty damn good. I mean, comparable for sure. Not not as many yards. He's he's I don't know. I if if you're desperate, I don't know if it's a move I make either. But originally when originally when you said it, I thought he's on drugs. And we have we have to talk to him and we have to help him. But the more I, I just I wanted to double check and see what Brock Purdy has done, because I know Brock Purdy's situation. He is going to be the quarterback in a Kyle Shanahan offense. And they have a lot of good pieces and it's going to be for the foreseeable future. And I wanted to just double check his production and it's pretty comparable. So I like, listen, not my move. I have tiny little marble sized testicles and and. Clearly, you you can't. You have to have bowling balls. So I'll I'll give him some credit. That no, that is a great way to put that because that they that's a freaking nuts man to do that. I mean, well, well, is, is that a, him a waving the white flag on Herbert as well? Well, I, I, are are we? I mean, too, it, it, if, if Keen, are we too low on Brock Purdy? Well, yes, that, that's where I'm going. 100%. That's where I'm going. Are we too high on Justin Herbert, and are we too low on Brock Purdy? I I am, I, I, I I agree. I think they are probably closer than because how many window, how many year windows do we build in? Do we say three? Okay, three. we have at, we have at least two more solid years of Brock Purdy in that offense with Kyle Shanahan. A because he's shown a mastery of that offense, and B because he's dirt cheap. And when you got to pay all these skill guys, and the and the defense, you got to have a cheap quarterback. So he's not going anywhere. So if I told you that for the next two years you have Brock Purdy or Justin Herbert, I will tell you in terms of points per game, the difference is about four-tenths of a point, at least in the scoring format of the league that Jerry and I are playing in. Uh, Brock Purdy averages 18.3, and Justin Herbert averages 18.7. I think part that makes it egregious, though, is that if you don't make this move to win now, and you trade Justin Herbert in the offseason, you get more. Maybe you can, but is he going to get back here next year? We just we talked I mean, about that I, and 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 that is that is a fair be, be, argument. Because from a points per game standpoint, he just replaced Justin Herbert for this weekend against me. Yay me. Then he picked up Zach Wilson for free as insurance <laughs> in, in case. In case CJ Stroud can't go, because it is, I checked his roster. It is CJ Stroud. So he he gave himself some insurance that gives him a chance to win. He's not going to win because he's playing me. And uh, we, we we know sure. I don't lose. 
you know, but, but, but then again, we're also not going to be one of those podcasts that, you know, I'm in 27 leagues and I made this many playoffs and nobody. If cares. it makes you feel any better, I'm in that league and my team's dog shit. So I'll tell but, you that. But, 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 I saw but, JJ Zacharisa tweeted uh, that he's never not had a first round buy. So people were asking him how he was doing this week. He said, I've just never have ever have not had a first round buy. So why would I be playing this week? I'm, I am, <laughs> uh, I, nobody cares. Yeah, I tell, exactly. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, if you DM me, at DWZ Memphis and say, what what did your record and rankings look like? Um, we'll work something out to where I'll send them to you via smoke signal. Seem, seems like a, a, a good way of doing it. Um, You've seen anyway. Theo's roster in that league now? So he's got Joe Burrow and... Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. So he, yeah. So he went. He just went with all the all the injured guys. He's doing all chalk. He, that's how you do it. Theo, Theo uh, had a good startup. This this is the third year of this league. Theo had a good startup. Um, had some bad luck at the end of year one. Decided to go embrace the suck. He's got a bunch of draft picks. He's he's going to have a really good team next year. Uh, if if he uh, he wins the health battle, I think he's a tight end away because it's a must start too. But anyway. That's the show. We talked more trades. We talked about what we're doing. We talked about our leagues, and we want to hear what you're doing. Thank you for for coming on the show and and joining us. Kevin's going to go get it launched on uh, YouTube, so you guys can can take it all in. And we'll be back to live streaming soon. I'm definitely looking forward to live streaming. Live streaming's a lot more fun. Um, you get to interact with you guys in the chat, and we'll be starting our rookie content that first Sunday of the playoffs. So you'll have me, you'll have Jerry, you'll have the occasional run-in of, of producer Kevin, and uh, we'll do some more. But uh, Kevin, what parting words do you have for these people? I, w- I will say I have not been on the air with Jerry since uh, my alma mater, James Madison University, beat his uh, alma mater, Michigan State uh, Spartans. So I just wanted to give that a shout-out. Sorry, Jerry. Uh, that was a... Uh, that was, a, that was a fun night for us. We were still ranked. I would like to say that as well. So they we're still undefeated. Go Dukes. Uh, yeah. Any any words there, Jerry? Uh, no, it was horrible. And this basketball season has been horrible. Um, your football team's better than mine too, probably. So that's just great. Yeah. And we lost our coach to Indiana, though. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. We did get a yeah. Holy Crosses guy. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, just give the JMU Dukes a shout out, man. We're, we're at everything school, as they're, they're saying now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, just make your moves, especially if you've got, you've just had some bad luck, right? Like you're, you're in seventh, you just missed the playoffs, you know, make moves to contenders. If you can, if, if your trade deadline has not happened, that's why we do this show now, because if the, the playoffs haven't started yet, so if it ends, then get this shit done. Now is a critical time. Like it, we just talked about the Justin Herbert and the Brock Purdy. If you think the 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 fact that he gave up Justin Herbert for that is absolutely egregious, just know that people that are desperate to win will do those sorts of things, and they can benefit you in the construction of your team. So that's now is the time. That's why Randy, being a brilliant man that he is, has set up the show to be like that now, because it is the time. You can change the trajectory of your team immensely in moments like this. If you are in a rebuild, get rid of the veteran right now. Get the pick. Go for the guy that's hurt. Do whatever you can. It is so critical right now. 
I'm motivated. Jerry's like the Captain America of of speeches here in the Dynasty War Zone. If not now, when? No question. If not you, who? Now is the time you got to go out and, and make the moves. Don't listen to that bullshit advice, guys. We got to play Dynasty differently. We got to do Dynasty differently. You know, we were talking about 2017 when Jerry and I were, you know, that's when we first started doing content together, I believe. Yeah. It, was, it was thereabouts. And, and the way that we played then is not the way we play now. No. And don't buy that. Don't buy that bullshit. Now, do you need to submarine your 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 league and, and your team and just, you know, get yourself crushed? No. You need to make making strategic moves. You know, I, I just got eliminated from a league that I'm I'm very passionate about. And but this is a, a team that I knew was its last year of its contending window. Kind of had a bad beat, but it, it happens. It's it happens in poker, it happens in fantasy sports. And I'm out there, I'm hustling, I'm working the dials, I'm creating buzz. All these quarterback injuries. Hey, I'd love to move Matt Stafford on what's going to be starting a rebuild. Hey, you know what? You want to win a championship? I'm going to move Austin Eckler and Amari Cooper. And not Amari Cooper, excuse me. Um, Austin Eckler and uh, Alvin Kamara and Stefan Diggs. Hey, I'm moving these guys. Yes, they're older. Yes, you're going to pay a little bit more than you would in a couple of couple of weeks. But you know what? What's that championship worth? What's it? What's it? What's it worth when you go onto the web page? Because yes, some of us still go to actual websites on actual computers, and there's these badges. We'll call them badges of honor. And, and it says you're you're right there among your peers and your friends. It says champion at DWZ Memphis 2022. That's worth it. That's what it's worth it on top of the money and the tears they cry. So that's why we play. I love these guys. That's my man, Jerry. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. Uh, that is producer Kevin. You can follow him on Twitter at Smicky. That's with three Y's. S-M-I-C-K, three Y's. Why? Because he said so. But until next time, Jerry and I will be back. Kevin may or may not. We'll see what he has going on in his life. But remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you next week, guys. Good luck. Week one of the playoffs. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.